My message is called Spiritual Authority. I just want to pray before I start. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. And Father, I just thank you for the, the glorious time we've had worshipping your son and worshipping you, Father. We're just so blessed, blessed to be your children. So thankful, Father. We're just so grateful for who you are and, and what you've blessed us with, Father. And we know there's greater days to come. And we're looking forward to those days. The days of your wonderful glory, Father, hitting this earth. It's going to be amazing. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, just that you empower me to minister your word accurately, Father, and may it touch every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Right, well, I'm talking about spiritual authority. And as you would know that the spiritual realm was here before the physical realm was ever made. And uh, mankind was to have authority. Their whole plan with this earth was for God's children. And uh, until you know, it was taken over by Satan, it was meant for mankind to have authority here. And then Satan and his demons took over. And Adam's rebellion in the garden, uh, when he chose to act on what, Satan's, on, it, on Satan's word, plummeted this whole earth into spiritual darkness and into decay. And it wasn't until Jesus came to this earth, to this earth died on the cross, defeated Satan and, his, and the demons in hell, that all those who believe and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour have spiritual authority. So you, all of you, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour, you have spiritual authority on this earth. And um, over Satan and the whole demonic realm. We don't have to be fearful of Satan. We don't have to fear him because Jesus Christ defeated him on the cross. Um, sadly, many Christians never use their authority, do they? And sometimes even I don't sometimes. You know, you just sort of think, oh, things are just happening. Then you realize, hey, hang on a minute. Better use some the word of God in the situation and use some of my spiritual authority to change things. Because we can just put up with stuff sometimes, and we shouldn't. We don't have to put up with anything that the enemy brings our way. So I like Ephesians uh, 6 and verse 12. I'm just going to... I might have it all written here. I'm just going to make sure. Um, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are the ones that we're wrestling with. So there is a battle, but they have been defeated. They have actually been defeated. And uh, so it's not flesh and blood. Just because that person is acting bizarre and, and uh, being rude and being nasty or whatever, who's controlling them? Not the Spirit of God. It's, it's something behind them. Because Satan is always working. The demons are always trying to, to make people's lives miserable. They try, try to make Christians miserable. And there's a lot of miserable Christians. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Christians should be the happiest people on the earth. Isn't that right? We should be happy. <laughs> we have no excuse. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if, you need, if you're just a bit low, we need to... Uh, release some joy. Just start laughing or faking it. Or They say fake it until you make it. Just make yourself laugh and you'll start to feel better. Or put on something funny put, put that you can watch and make you laugh. So it says, 
<clears throat> and Jesus said in John 10, 10, he says, the thief, which is Satan, of course, does not come except. So the only reason he comes is this, kill, steal, destroy. He doesn't come to see how you are. <laughs> he doesn't want to see, you know, that you've got enough money. He's not there to help you. He comes to kill, steal, destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that they, everyone, may have it abundantly. Isn't that just like our God? He, want, he comes that we may have life and abundant life. So if we're not living abundant life, then we have a little word with the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't feel I'm having abundant life at the minute. And invite him into the situation. Whatever is bothering you, invite him in. So Satan has no legal authority to be pushing the body of Christ around. No legal authority at all. We should be pushing him around. Absolutely. Kicking him out of our homes. Kicking him out of schools. Kicking him out of government. Government. Wherever he is sneaking around and influencing and controlling people. Because he's a deceiver, he's a liar, and he's a thief. Because he comes to do those three things. Kill, steal, destroy. Okay, I want to read you Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. Uh, and it says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power exceeding greatness of his power toward us, you, us, who believe. Do you believe? Yes. Okay, then it, there's exceeding greatness of God's power is working and is, is, um, is coming towards you. It's coming into your life according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. His body. So he's put all things under his feet for us, his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Aren't they good scriptures? scriptures? So all the authority that Jesus won on that cross, he's given to the body of Christ. Everything that he won, we walk in that authority. When he went down into hell, Jesus stripped Satan of all his authority that he had taken from Adam in the garden, and he seized the keys from him of hell, death, and the grave, and he's given all authority over Satan and his demonic realm to the body of Christ. So we need to be walking in the, that power. We need to be walking in that authority. You have, if you're a believer, you have an authority sent from heaven. You've got all of heaven backing you. So that is why Jesus said to his disciples, disciples, disciple, what's a diaper? I don't know. <laughs> His disciples. Now you go into all the earth using your authority over Satan. I'm, I'm rewording it for you. And his demonic realm. So that's what he's really saying. Now you go into all the earth using your authority. I give you the authority 
to take control over Satan and all his demonic realm, and in my name cast out devils, heal the sick, set the captives free. We need to be doing that. Cast out devils. It doesn't just have to say, you know, come out of that person. It needs to come off a lot of things. It needs to come off government. It needs to come off, um, you know, areas. It's, you know, over organisations. It's not just come out of a person. We need to get them off things. Things that are um, in our nation, we know it's not right. We need to take authority over those demonic powers controlling uh, institutions and get rid of them. We need to tell them to go over the whole education system, what they're trying to teach the children. How, how dare they you know, harm our kids? It's not on. So in my name, Jesus' name, we have the authority to command demonic, um, demonic beings to desist and to go in the name of Jesus. So we have far more spiritual authority than we know or use. And it belongs to us whether we believe it or not. It, it belongs to us. Just knowing it isn't enough. You may hear this and know it, but you need to act upon your authority. No one else is going to do it for you. You have to act on it. Use it against the attacks against your family, against the church, against our nation. Use your authority. You know, the attacks that are coming on our nation, use your authority. Rise up and start interceding and praying and using authority. Say, I take authority over these things, controlling this particular area. I strip away your power and I command the host, you go shred and destroy every stronghold, every pot, every scheme, every assignment of the enemy. See, we use our authority. Otherwise, what are we here for? Just to have a nice time? Well, God wants us to have a nice time, but we're there to change this earth, to change this nation, where God can just move. He's going to come in and move in a wonderful, powerful way. We are the body of Jesus Christ, and Satan, he's under our feet. It says in Ephesians 2, 4, 5, and 6, But God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what he's literally done for us, that we've been raised up together and... We have been made to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have the authority that Jesus Christ used on the earth. And we need to be using it on the earth right now. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, it says, God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. It covers everything. Every demonic thing has to bow its knee. We are here on behalf of Jesus Christ. We carry his power. We, walk, we are working in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we, we have the authority to change and shift things and tell Satan where to go. We don't need to be scared of him. We do not have to be scared. You need to know who you are in, in Jesus' name. Okay, so the same, so, sorry, hold on here. 
Philippians 2, 9 and 10. Did I do that one? Good. The same power that raised Christ from the dead raised us, us from the dead. Spiritually speaking, when we were born again, that's what happened. The same power that raised Christ from the dead was the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that when we gave our hearts to Jesus Christ, we were born of the Spirit. We are reborn. And then we get filled with the Holy Spirit. We're walking in the power of the Spirit just as Jesus did. So in God's eyes, the head, Jesus Christ, and the body, the church, have been raised together, raised up together, seated together in this place of authority, in this place of power. We became new creations in Christ Jesus, walking in the authority given to us in Jesus' name, and we've been raised together. And that authority that belongs to Jesus Christ also belongs to us. We have the power, we have power over all the power of the enemy. It says in Luke chapter 10 and 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We don't have to fear the enemy. We don't have to fear darkness. We don't have to fear demons. Jesus has given us all authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Isn't that good? So we're told in Romans 8, 5, 17, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So we've received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We have right standing with God. You know, God, he took away anything that wasn't of him, and we have right standing before God. We can go before God, before his throne, and we won't die. And we can be before his throne and present what we need from him. So we will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ, reigning over demonic entities. We do not submit to their lies at all. We have spiritual authority over them as joint heirs with Christ. We stand against oppression and depression. We stand against sickness and disease. We stand against torment and fear, lies and deception. We stand against these things. We can stand against destructive storms and command them to cease. We need to do that. We need to be, you know, watching the weather chart. I, I sort of turn, with all the stuff, rubbish going on, I turn everything off. Then I realised I better actually put it back on. <laughs> Just make now and then, so I know what the weather's doing. So when I hear something's coming now, you know, I take authority over it, just the way Jesus did. And, you know, we need to do that because there's things been happening around New Zealand, um, causing so much destruction, and that's not God. And so we need to take, take authority over the weather. You can do it in the name of Jesus Christ. You can do it just the way He's. He said, peace be still. We can command and we can send the angels and the host into that weather pattern to, sh to shred it. I like to do that. I like to do that. Anyway, you could do it any way you want to. We're not going to submit to Satan and his evil works at all. We have the authority to defeat, to defeat him on every side. Where we've got the name of Jesus, the name above all names, to defeat Satan's plans against us. He is the one, Satan is the one who comes to kill, steal, destroy. And he's under our feet. He has to submit 
to the name of Jesus Christ. He has to. We have authority because we are born of God. And we will not submit to Satan's lies. Jesus won the battle. Satan lost. He didn't win. He tries to pretend he won, but he totally got beaten down, totally beaten up. <laughs> that would have been the best fight in the world to have watched. <laughs> I would have been there cheering him on. Awesome. So anyway, Jesus paid the price for every sickness and disease. He paid the price for mental torment and oppression and depression. He paid the price for fear and poverty and lack, failure and sin. Everything's been paid for through Jesus Christ. That is why in the Bible in 2 Corinthians 2.14 it says, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. That's a good scripture. We should be saying, Thank you, Lord, that you always lead me in triumph. Tri you always lead us in triumph in Christ. So you need to get the word in your heart. It's not... It does you no good sitting in here. And you, and you, and you have a, find a situation and say, where's that scripture? Where's that scripture? And you, hey, you need, we need to have the scripture in our hearts and in our mouths because that's the sword of the spirit. That's going to cut the demonic beings that are attacking you. It says in Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. That's great, isn't it? How good is that? We don't have to wrestle. Jesus did the wrestling. He did the wrestling. We just walk in the victory of it. And we just tell them where to go. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. We win because Jesus defeated them at the cross. It says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You know, when weapons are thrown at you, have the word there, ready. No, Satan, I don't accept this. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned, exposed, and shown to be in the wrong. So we can be very confident in the authority that we carry. We can be very confident because we are joint heirs. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus is our authority. Satan and demons have to obey our commands because Jesus overcame them all on the cross. And we've been made heirs of God, as I said, and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Remember Ephesians 2, 4-6. We have been raised up together with Christ and made to sit together in the heavenly places. We've been raised up and made to sit together. I'll just read that all to you. Ephesians 2, 4 to 6. It says, <clears throat> But God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. That, that's, those are great words. You know, Satan has a criminal mind. He hasn't got a pure, he's got no purity in his mind at all. There's no justice in him. There's no mercy, no kindness in Satan at all. He's wicked, he's cruel. He opposes anything that is of God. And God, he's the life giver. He's the healer, he's the deliverer. He's merciful, he's kind, he's just, 
He's full of joy. But Satan has a mind which is full of evil, which is full of murder and every vile, filthy thing. He is wicked to the very core. He lives outside of God's laws. God's laws bring life and justice. It says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. So Satan is an outlaw. He lives, as I said, outside the law, and he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So we need to be awake to Satan's schemes if we want to walk in the victory that Jesus has won for us at the cross. Don't let Satan undermine you. Don't let him undermine uh, your authority, your God-given authority. Don't let him uh, make you doubt it. Don't let him kill, steal, or destroy anything of yours. And if he tries to come kill, steal, and destroy, say, no, Satan, you're the thief. No, you can back off in the name of Jesus. I'm a son, I'm a daughter of the Most High God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm an heir of God, and, am, and I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Do you know what that means? Do you know how powerful that is? That he would allow us to be a joint heir with Jesus Christ, that God allowed that? We're an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. So according to Ephesians 6, 12, 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the power of God's might, Jesus' might. Be strong in the Lord. God is backing us up. What do we have to fear if God is for us? What is there to fear? If actually God is for us, what do we have to fear? Nothing really. Nothing at all. Exactly. So if you're in a, a, a scary situation, say, Father, you said fear not, and I'm not going to fear because you're for me. You're for me, you're not against me. You're working for me. It says in Matthew 28, 18, all power and authority is given unto me, Jesus said. Remember that? All power and authority is given unto me, both in heaven and earth. And then he said, now you go. He, he immediately delegated his authority to the church. Remember that? Before, at the, just that before he was resurrected, he said, all power and authority is given unto me, both in heaven and earth. And then he, he told his disciples, now you go into all the earth in my authority that I have won for you. It's as if when Jesus defeated Satan, it was as if we defeated him. Satan is scared of spirit-filled believers who know who they are in Christ Jesus, who know their authority. He's terrified. He's uh, so terrified that you're sitting here hearing about this. He doesn't like it at all. You know, and he might try something on you this week. Be ready. Say, no, no, back off. Back off, Satan. You're not going to put that on me. You're not going to do that. Back off in Jesus' name. And get a word as you can stand against him and speak it and, and just push him right back. In Colossians 2.15, it says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it, in the cross. So we've got to keep God's words in our mouth and declare it in the face of fear, anxiety, hopelessness, sickness, lack, whatever. Because Jesus has disarmed principalities and powers and he's already made a public spectacle of them. He's already triumphed over them through that cross. And so if he's triumphed, so have we. 
So remember, keep God's words in your mouth and declare it in the face of everything the enemy will use against you. Whether it's whatever it is, sickness, lack, whatever you're facing, you get the word in your mouth. You know, God has mysteries he keeps hidden for certain ages. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit had hidden a mystery from all of heaven before the foundation of the world. And when Lucifer rebelled against God in heaven, he was kicked out of heaven and into this earth. That was eons ago. And along with the worship angels who went along with Satan, they were all thrown down on this, from this place. But he knew nothing of the mystery that God and Jesus and Holy Spirit had made. They knew nothing about it. And the Bible says, had the powers of darkness known this mystery, they would never have crucified the Son of God. If they had known, and this is the mystery, Colossians 1, 26, 27, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we will share in that glory one day. Christ in us, that's the mystery. So Satan didn't just have to deal with Jesus. Now he has to deal with millions and millions and millions of believers. Isn't that awesome? If only he'd known, they said. He would never have had um, killed the king of glory. Never. Ha, ha, devil. <laughs> the laugh is on you. So we have spiritual authority. We have the kingdom within us. And we're living, we know we're living in a very humanistic society, aren't we? Where effectively people want to be their own gods. They don't believe in God. Uh, they think they're greater than God. And they don't want a higher authority telling them what to do. You know. And so, sorry, something just came down. <laughs> because they don't want God telling them how to live their lives. Well, I don't mind. God can tell me whatever he wants. I want to do what's pleasing to him. And people just want to be in control of their own lives and their own destiny. And they don't have a clue. Whether people realize or not, when they refuse to be under the Holy Spirit's influence, they will be under the spirit of the world, which is ruled by satanic darkness and demons. They think this is how they want to live and think. But don't realize their thinking and their decisions are being influenced by evil entities that hate them. You know, as a child, I appreciated the authority and guidance that my parents gave me because I knew they loved me and cared about what happened to me. And that's how God is. He loves the world. He's reconciled the world to himself through Jesus Christ. He wants people to experience life and hope and, and love and what it is to have a future. He doesn't punish us when we make a mistake. He's, that's not our God. And it's time for the whole body of Christ to wake up to who they are. Children of the Most High God, heirs of God, joined heirs with Jesus Christ. It's who we are. And it's time to wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God in the face of satanic pressure. We all should make a quality decision not to submit or to agree to Satan's pressure at all, his lies, his confusion, and his hate. Instead, it is time for the body of Christ to wake up to this new time we're entering into right now, the days of God's glory being seen in the earth 
honors children, the body of Christ. We are called to rule and reign in life because Jesus defeated Satan down in hell and he rose victoriously. It says in Romans 5.17, For if by one man's offense, that was Adam's fall, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So much, we have received something far greater, the gift of grace and the gift of righteousness. And we reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. We reign on earth. In heaven, we will have no pressure. No pressure in heaven. No demons up there. Just down here, we need it. And Jesus was the only one who could pay, pay this pay this price for all mankind, for every generation. Isn't that amazing? One man, his blood has worked for all these generations, thousands of years, offering salvation to whosoever would receive him. He was the only one who could do it because he's the only one who lived on this earth who never sinned. Only a sinless person could pay the price for the redemption of mankind. And all those who receive him are made right with God. And we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Isn't that good? Whatever you were before you got born again, passed away. All things become new. All the old things have gone. God doesn't remember them. He will never bring them up. And we have been made the righteousness of God in him. And now we can be like our saviour, taking authority over Satan and the whole demonic realm, going about doing good and healing all, just as Jesus did. We take authority over the darkness affecting our loved ones. We take authority over the darkness controlling this nation, controlling those within government, news media, the judicial system, the police, and all areas of, of influence. This nation, and Psalm 2, it talks about this nation. Let me just read that. This nation belongs to Jesus Christ. Every nation does. Because I want to just read you here in Psalm 2. I'm not going to read the whole thing. He says, talk, he's talking to Jesus. God is speaking to Jesus. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. I like that because we're at the ends of the earth here. And we are his possession. This nation belongs to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. This nation belongs to Jesus Christ. We have the authority to pray and to stand on that truth and tell the darkness, the, demon, the demonic horde controlling people to go because this nation, every nation is Jesus' inheritance and the furthest parts is his possession. So I like to say Jesus, this is your nation. This is your possession. You have every right to this nation. No demon has any right to this nation. No demonically inspired person has any right to this nation. Only those that are inspired by God have a right to control our nation or those who, who believe in what's good and what's just and what's right. So we need to use our spiritual authority over and beyond ourselves and our families and you know how I feel about praying for our nation. We shall be interceding for this nation where God has placed you, every one of you. And Satan would love to destroy this nation as we know it. 
to control people through those in power. Well, we need to stand up and declare, no, New Zealand has been set apart for our Lord as his inheritance and as his possession. And we as heirs of God, joined heirs with Jesus Christ, we also lay hold of this nation and declare New Zealand belongs to Jesus. New Zealand belongs to Jesus. Amen? It's his nation to possess, according to Psalm 2, verse 8. As joint heirs with Christ, it also is our inheritance and our possession. Amen? Amen! Amen! Amen. Yes! Let's shout to the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, Lord. This nation belongs to you. This is your nation. It belongs to your son. And thank you, Lord, you cleanse this nation of darkness in Jesus' name. And let your glory come and hit this nation in Jesus' name. Woohoo! Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> I can't. I always get on that subject, don't I? <laughs> well, one day when the glory hits, you'll say, yeah. I remember her, that woman up there shouting for the glory when it's come. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're here for the first time or you're here and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you would like to, I tell you what, he loves you. He died for you so much. Um, just put up your hand quickly if you want prayer for that. You know, I'll pray for you. If anyone here wants that, put your hand up where I could see it. I can't see any hands up, but if, if you're too shy to put your hand up, come and see me after this service. Oh, that's better. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> yeah. And so, but if, um, if you want prayer, we will stay here and we're going to pray with you. If you need prayer for healing or if you, whatever you need prayer for, we'll be, some of us will pray for you here. And uh, if you don't need prayer and you want to leave, that's fine. You can just quietly leave, and the cafe will be open there for you, and you can have coffee and whatever you need out there. So, Father, I just thank you. Bless each and every one here, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for truth. We're just so grateful, thankful for all that you are and all that you, who you are, and we're just so in love with your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. The blessing of God be upon each and every one. The goodness of God be upon their lives. That, that you follow them with your blessings and surround them in your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.